Hello and oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Secret Adventures of Black People. I'm your host, Nicole Hill. I made this two-part bonus episode out of a phone call that I had with my dad and my teenage nephew, Kyler. My dad told us the story of the first time that he ever saw Roots as a kid. This was his first experience seeing state-sanctioned violence being committed against Black people on TV, and, you know, even though it was fictionalized, it still affected him and the other Black kids around him. Today I'm sharing part two of two of this bonus episode. It's like a, um like a check for understanding between my dad and my nephew. It's important that young Black people know all kinds of things, really beautiful, powerful, uplifting things. But it's also important that they learn about some other things, too. You know, I think the George Floyd thing got a lot of people's attention, and a lot of good white people were marching, a lot of good, uh, all different color minorities, sexual orientations. It's like everybody was outraged and they were all out there. And I think it, uh, for, for now, I think it's a shift. It's a shift in the culture. And I mm-hmm. think it's, uh, hopefully, you know, things will change. But uh, I've been alive long enough to kind of just be real skeptical of that. Mm. 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 Yeah. You remember when we talked about Emmett Till? Yeah. And when I really explained that to you and, you know, made you look it up and do a report and all of that stuff, how did you feel about the Emmett Till thing when you f- found out about that? Yeah, I was, I was, I was really messed up too. Like, I guess my exact feelings at that point, cause I was younger too. I was really shocked actually. Like, they really did all that just because a dude did a wolf whistle at some other guy's wife. Uh, yeah, I guess I was just really shocked. The fact that they got away with that, too. So the George Floyd thing pr- probably didn't affect you as much as the Emmett Till thing? Um, I mean, and I guess the reason I ask you that is because I wonder about people of your generation being desensitized to mm. a lot of this stuff where, you know, when we saw Roots, we had never seen anything like that before. So it really messed us up, made us angry, made us want to fight, made us, you know, like really, really angry. And it's like, so you're you're growing up like you were born pretty much with a cell phone. And um, so you're growing up at a time where you see stuff like that. And it's like, wow, that's messed up. And you keep it pushing. I'm just wondering, like, is that your. Like, I, I know you understand that it was bad, but it didn't necessarily affect you. Like, it didn't affect your life, I guess. Um, I just know, like, bad stuff happens. That shouldn't have happened. And, you know, people are protesting about it just because. But, yeah, I wouldn't say it. Like, deeply. Like, do you really understand why they're protesting? Mm, I mean, so, like, that exact situation doesn't happen again, right? Well, no, they're actually asking. You know, it's like they're tired of it. You know, it's like for so many years, we just accepted police brutality. We accepted uh, racism, unfairness. And so we have a whole young generation of people um, that's your mom's age and younger that, uh, you know, we're my generation. We sort of accepted and we played the game 
well, their generation, they're not accepting it. Like they're fighting for, they're saying women should be treated equally. Like, you know, they accepted a lot. We accepted a lot of stuff for a lot, a long time. And now women are standing up and they're coming forward and saying, no, this is wrong and it shouldn't happen to women. And now the police reform, like when they say uh, change, that's what they're talking about. Like we need to change this country. We need to change the rules. Uh, Policemen should be held accountable. We watched them beat Rodney King. That was another pivotal, pivotal point. Like you literally watch these guys on TV, all of these cops surrounding him. And he doesn't have a weapon. He's not fighting back. And they're just beating him mercilessly for no, like no reason. And it's like uh, they all got, they all got off. Like they literally all got off. And it's hard when you got an all white jury who just refuses to have any kind of compassion to try to even understand. Like they'll say, yeah, well, there had to be a reason. And it's like these guys that are killing these guys. You know, the jury, that's their sons, that's their mm-hmm. nephews, that's their cousins. So, you know, they're going to, I guess, you know, stick to stick with their team. And I think in a way we want to protect you and shield you from a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're growing up and, uh, you know, you have to kind of know the world that you're going into. Because, like when I asked you how it made you feel. Uh, it never you never said anything like, well, it made me um, fearful, like if I'm dealing with a cop, like that a cop will do that to me. Because when we were young, they took, you know, like people told us, like they literally all the adults would tell us like how to deal with cops. Like and it wasn't, you know, I think white people's parents tell them, oh, the cops are your friends. If you get in trouble, find a police officer. He'll help you. That's not what they tell us. And, um, you know, you being a black male, it's like uh, that that will be going off to college soon and out into the world. And it's kind of important. Mm-hmm. So, like, my mom did have that talk, too. Like, what exactly, like, step by step what to do, like, when you get pulled over by a cop. Yeah. Like, I, how to handle that situation. So, yeah, like, I am, you know, wary of, you know, cops and whatnot. But when she has a conversation with you, do you understand why she's having that conversation with you? Yeah, I acknowledge I could die in that situation. You know, it's almost like they picked a couple safe stories to tell you. But, uh, you know, some of the conversations that we, you and I have, Kyler, when we're riding back to Ohio or when we're riding around in Virginia Beach, I understand that you've been young, but I keep having these conversations and uh, one, you know, it's like as you get older and you start to hear stuff, you'll be like, oh, me and my papa talked about that. Oh, yeah, I do know about this or that. And um, so, you know, I'm going to keep talking and telling you when you're young and I'm not telling you to scare you or anything like that. I'm just telling you to make you aware. And because um, as a young black man, we all fear for you going out into the world. All right, Tyler. Well, you know, I'm supposed to be coming up there in a couple of weeks, so maybe we'll get together and watch watch it then. All right. Yeah, I look forward to it. I need to hear all about it if y'all do. Yeah, if we do, maybe we'll clue you in. Yeah, and like at, after after each episode, we'll give you a little breakdown oh. and you can see what you can do with it. I love yeah, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
All right, guys. I love y'all. Thank you for listening in on my family call in this episode of The Secret Adventures of Black People. I've been your host, Nicole Hill. And like I said in the beginning, I would love to hear your family stories about roots and whatever else those conversations lead to. You can share them with me and keep up with everything show related by visiting thesecretadventuresofblackpeople.com. And another thing, can you all show some love to my fellow Black podcaster and adventurer, Aselica Smith, and her podcast, The Color Girl Beautiful, of which I am a producer. The trailer for season two just came out today, and we are so excited about it. On the show, Aselica reflects on the lessons that Black women have been taught for centuries about how to behave and what to strive for. Lessons that they learned through things like the very first etiquette book written for black women back in 1916 called The Color Girl Beautiful. Aselica's having these really vulnerable, really relatable conversations with women about the lessons that they've learned and the ways that those lessons have helped them and hurt them and played a role just overall in how they shaped their identities. It's so sweet. It's so personal. We're so proud. And I hope you'll check it out when you get a chance. That's The Color Girl Beautiful, wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay. Yeah, that's everything I wanted to tell you. I mean, that and wear a mask and happy holidays, happy everything, whatever you celebrate. And keep an eye on your feed for more stories about Black folks holding it down across space and time.